Welcome back to another episode of These Are The Valleys. Today's episode is called But Still. Now, I'm not going to lie, this may not be a super duper word heavy episode, but this episode, I truly believe, comes right from the heart of God. In my quiet time, he gave me these two words when I was seeking him on what this topic was about for this week. And who is there a little bit of a word in here? So I was reading Ephesians 6 as one does, and I was just looking at the passage of scripture toward the end that describes the full armor of God. And I just thought that was so interesting. I always find this passage extremely, extremely fascinating because the imagery of what the full armor of God looks like is extremely impactful, as well as the metaphorical, mm, as well as the metaphors that Paul chooses to use in these letters to describe each piece of armor, like the belt of truth, the breastplate of righteousness, the shield of faith, the helmet of salvation, um, and the sword of the spirit. I love how thorough that metaphor as a whole is. So I just always find this piece of passage and of scripture to be extremely, extremely fascinating just overall. Plus, if you guys haven't gathered by now, I'm a bit of a Bible nerd. So just these things are just so, <laughs> so cool to me. But um, I wanted to focus in on Ephesians 6.13. I don't think that this gets the love that it deserves because there is a serious word in this one scripture. Okay, so it reads. Therefore, put on the full armor of God so that when the day of evil comes, you may be able to stand your ground. And after you have done everything to stand. Y'all, y'all, this is just so, so good. So, so, so good. So there are two things that I really, really want to pull out of this, two big themes that I see here. And the first one for me is that we're putting on the armor of God before the promised day of evil comes. So let's break that down a little bit. One, we're putting on the armor of God before things happen. This is a preventative measure before things happen, not necessarily a reactive measure. And I think that this is a real heart posture of God that he wants his children to not be so reactive in their faith, but proactive, right? We don't want to be Christians who are always praying and crying and what my old pastor used to call weak, spineless Christians. And this sounds very harsh, but it's actually pretty true where we just are letting the enemy do things to us or letting life happen to us and act as though we don't have the king of the universe on our side and act as though we don't have the same power that raised Jesus from the dead on the inside of us. That's crazy to me. And so the second part of this first part here says, so that when the day of evil comes, I don't know who put it in my mind early on. I'm not going to speak for everybody. So I'm just going to say me, but I used to have this theology that because I was a Christian, these days of evil, quote, quote, were not supposed to happen to me. I was not supposed to experience the trials and tribulations that everyone else was experiencing because I was a Christian. But this word here does not say if the day of evil comes, 
but when the day of evil comes. So that is a promise. That is an expectation. That is a standard that in all of our lives, days of evil will come. So what do they say? We need to put on this full armor of God so that when, guys, that phrase there, so that, y'all, I'm also a grammar nerd. I'm just a nerd overall. So let's just, let's just get past that part. That so that is a consequential phrase. It is, it is directly linking the need for the armor of God with the day of evil. That is promised, the promised day of evil. And so I love that because it really paints this full picture of a proactive lifestyle, a proactive um, soldier preparing for battle. You don't put on your armor when you're in the war. You put on your armor before you leave for the war, before the war comes to you. Because if you put on your armor when it's all, when you're already on the battlefield, you're done for. You're already taking damage. Even if you maintain your life, you've still taken damage. And so it would be more wise and it would be more fortuitous. It would make more sense to put on that armor before you get to the battlefield. And so I love that because I think sometimes we want to take, you know, the belt of truth and the breastplate of righteousness and the shield of faith and all this stuff after the attacks have already happened. But it's way more effective to put on the armor beforehand. Come on, God. Now, the second part of this here says, so that you will be able to um, stand your ground And after you have done everything to stand, and this really hit my spirit in a different way because yes, we are supposed to be proactive in this battlefield metaphor and in life in general. And yes, we are supposed to be proactive in our Christianity and our faith. But this part here really touches on a place where I think a lot of us find ourselves or where I know I have found myself before in a place that after you have done everything to stand, mm, I don't know if that's hitting y'all the way it's hitting me. So let me break it down a little bit more. After you have done put on your armor, okay? You done got your sword out, you're ready to go. You done read your word, you did your prayer time. And things still go wrong because remember that day of evil is promised and you've done everything in your power to stand up for yourself, to stand in your faith, to stand on the side of the Lord. And it's like, Lord, what else do I need to do? What else can I do to help myself? It just says to stand. Mm. And I think that that really speaks to the perseverance And what the Bible in some translations says, being long suffering, that expectation and that practice and that posture and character that we absolutely have to have as children of God. There's a promise here. Okay. When that day of evil comes and after and after it doesn't say and if after it just says and after because there will be a point of time where you've done all that you can do and you've exhausted all of your resources. You just stand. You just stand. And I love that. I don't know how many of y'all 
are in a season where you're just standing. But I have been in so many seasons, particularly why this whole podcast was created. I've been in that valley season where I didn't have anything else to do but to just stand. And that is enough. Because there's a period at the end of this statement, we know this is a complete thought. That is enough. So I just really want to speak in this episode to the people who are just standing and encourage you that that is enough. I don't think I can say that as many more as much as I possibly can, but I just really want to drive that point home because it's so important to remember. I also want to read the footnotes. I have the Life Application uh, New International Version Study Bible. And I want to read the footnotes for Ephesians 6, 19 through 20. Um, So in this part, Paul is basically talking about how he's asking the Ephesians in the end to pray for him, right? So that he can continue on and rada, rada, rada. But there's this part here that I really want to read to y'all. Undiscouraged and undefeated, Paul wrote powerful letters of encouragement from prison. Paul did not ask the Ephesians to pray that his chains would be removed, but that he will continue to speak fearlessly for Christ in spite of them. Y'all. Did anybody else make a stank face and go, mmm, when they heard that? Because that was my reaction when I first read it. And I immediately underlined it because, wow, wow. It goes on to say, God can use us in any circumstance to do his will. Even as we pray for a change in our circumstances, we should also pray that God will accomplish his plan through us right where we are. Guys, so when we're on that battlefield and we have on that full armor of God and we're still in a war, sometimes you don't need to pray that the war is over, but that God's will will be accomplished in the war. You get what I'm saying? I think for me, that really adjusted how I pray because a lot of times I pray for whatever I feel like is wrong in my situation to end. But let's be realistic. I I mean, I can't see y'all, but just spiritually in your spirit, in your mind, raise your hand if you've ever been in a situation and prayed for it to end and it kept going. Okay, right. So we know that Our prayers do not always align with the will and the plan of God. And it's not necessarily going to change that. But what our prayers are supposed to do is change our perspective, change our heart, change our posture, right? So when we ask people to pray for us, let's not pray. I challenge y'all to not pray that, oh, can you pray for me that I'm going to get out of this blah, 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 but that I will have endurance in that, in this thing. Or that I will still be able to accomplish God's will for my life in this thing. Or that I will continue to remember that it is God who is the supplier of all my needs and not myself. So even in the middle of this thing, I have all that I need. Hmm. Y'all, that is so, so good. So the reason that this is named but still is because those two words for me and in my spirit are an acknowledgement of the perseverance through whatever circumstances and situations I'm going through. Yeah, I lost my job, but still, I know that God, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, you know, 
me and my boyfriend, me and my boo are going at it right now, but still, I know, blah, blah, blah. You get what I'm saying? And I think that it allows us an opportunity for two different things. Firstly, it allows us the opportunity for inward reflection and a change in our personal attitude. For example, um, yeah, I lost my job, but still, I'm going to rely on God, but still I'm going to keep applying, but still I'm not going to freak out and fall into depression and anxiety and worry because I know I'm provided and taken care of. But I think it also provides us the opportunity for reflection in who God is and his promises. Yeah, I lost my job, but still I know that he is the ultimate supplier of all my needs according to his riches and glory. But still, I know that I, if I seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, all these other things will be added on to me. Right. So I think that it allows this duality of perseverance, not only in our own strength, but also in the understanding of who God is. And that allows us to stand. Right. And so I think that's beautiful. I don't know about you guys, but I hope I'm explaining it as poetically profoundly as I understand it because one the Bible is so eloquently written like oh my gosh it's just phenomenal okay but also the truth of the Bible is just as phenomenal as the writing of it actually way more phenomenal as than the writing of it but I just want you guys to understand and for it to really really hit home in your spirit that one Trials and tribulations are guaranteed. Okay, let's start there. Two, you need to put on the armor before the trials and tribulations come on. Now, if you are in the battlefield and you don't have on your armor, as described in Ephesians 6, which I would recommend you go and read, it's not too late to put on your armor. It's never too late to put on your armor. If you're in the battlefield and you're naked, I mean, I would hope that you would think to put on your armor, even though you've already taken damage. That's okay, but it can prevent further damage. Three, I want you guys to remember that you have the ability to stand. After you've exhausted all of your resources, you can still stand. And then four, your prayers may not change your circumstances, but it can change your perspective of your circumstances, right? So I just hope that those things really take root in your heart and that you remember the phrase for the rest of the week, but still, Okay, no matter vow to yourself, no matter what happens, no matter who comes at you crazy, no matter what happens at your job or your relationship or um, with your dog, child, I don't know. Um, No matter what happens, you're going to remember the phrase, but still and acknowledge the truth of your situation, but further acknowledge one, the part that your perspective plays in it and two, the part in the huge part that your God plays in it. That's basically it, y'all. This was a quick word, but I feel like it was really doing something. I'm getting a little hot, okay? (laughs) Might need to take me a little lap, okay? Thank y'all so much for tuning in to another episode. I hope y'all did get something from it. I really kind of like these brief formats. So if you're digging these brief episodes, definitely leave a review and let me know or hit me up via Instagram at the Jasmine Cambridge. But yeah, if y'all not digging it, keep your opinion to yourself. I don't really, no, I'm just kidding. (laughs) I'm just kidding. But yeah, y'all, I don't know what it looks like from the mountaintop just yet. But for now, these are the valleys. Bye.